Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there. Way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. Football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now, here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi, and hello, football fans. It's your old pal, Dave. Dave Damashek, what's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 151 of the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com slash Sheck. S H E K. The football world, a little quiet. The draft is done. Some free agents still out there. But a grand time, to be sure, for sports fans, as long as your sports universe includes basketball and hockey, because these are heady days. It's playoff time, after all. Let's talk about that. Some NFL football. And the big blue marble at large with the man seated to my immediate right, as always, from NFL.com. Adam Rank, what's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure, and, and speaking sure. of the poop... um. I understand this is Studio 66, and it's mm-hmm. your rules, and I, I, right. I get all that. But there is a proper decorum for most people to where they don't cook, like, salmon or fish in a microwave. Sure. And if you're in a confined space, like, a, I don't know, a podcast studio, for instance, is it is it couth to, to be eating salmon up here? I like that you've used the – I mean, I don't uh, – I know where you're going because I just enjoyed a delicious piece of grilled fish – from the uh, NFL commissary, but I, 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 it's offset by the fact that you used uh, couth. You, you, you hear a lot about uncouth. Very yes. rarely, though, do you hear about what is couth. Yes. So I like that, and I, but I love the salmon, so no apology coming. Keep on waiting. <laughs> Deal with the stink, because it tasted good to me. Um, Rank, you've been enjoying. I've I, I talked about I was on uh, Adam Carolla's podcast, as I am every week, and you can dig that up at adamcarolla.com. I was talking about how great is it that the, um, the last channel button or previous mm. button, whatever you want to call it, Getting a lot of work, a lot oh, of yeah. overtime work, not unlike these playoffs in the NBA and NHL, a lot of overtime. Are you sitting around watching both sports, toggling back and forth? Yeah, we have a setup in our living room with two televisions and the big screen last night had oh, the Kings fancy. game on. Uh, the smaller screen had wrestling, which, of course, is something that I'm into. 
And I had, I didn't go back to the uh, Warriors game because it looked like they had pretty much finished them off. On Monday night, yeah, it looked like the Warriors up 16. They were going to win that one. But, uh, yeah, grand grand uh, stuff in uh, both pro hoops. and uh, But the, we can agree the Warriors are done, right? They have Warriors, to be. I don't know how you That was a soul-crushing loss yeah. on Monday night, I would think. I was, you know, and I'm torn on that, too, because the uh, the Golden State Warriors, they're a nice story. They're fun to watch. And for most of that game, they made the uh, the Spurs look like the old men that they are. But there's something about the San Francisco sports scene has been having too much success recently with the Giants winning two out of three World Series, 49ers going to the Super Bowl. I'm okay if the Warriors lose. Yeah, I hear you. And it's a weird thing that uh, Spurs team just continues. It's the oldest story going. But uh, but the fact that that Spurs team, in spite of having dynamic players like Ginobili and especially Tony Parker, just nobody cares. Nobody hates them. Just, right. they, they they do not resonate in the least for sports fans. It's very strange. They're like, anyway. the, they're like the NFL's version of the Ravens. Well, Solid let, every year, but just unspectacular. There's no. It's not like I go no, out of my way. Too much success for the Spurs. That's not a good comparison for them. All right, let's talk about that, though, because maybe we need an outsider's perspective on it. Hey, you know, we like to talk to him about pro football. He loves to talk about the Dolphins, and it's these are potentially heady days for him. We'll talk about it. But first, let's say hello to him all the way from across the Atlantic Ocean, from London, England. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank from England, Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England, Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England, Handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank, he's Handsome Hank, he's Handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed, thank you, Dave. Um, it's it's the beginning of the off season. I think people who who follow football assume that NFL.com kind of sleeps between February and September. But I actually uh, I said that yesterday or Monday of this week was the first day of the NFL off season. Isn't that funny? Because I heard someone describe I I, I, ta- I heard a talking head describe it as football season has arrived because mini camps are underway. There you go. So it's only like a four day off season. Right. Is it too only, much? Is there is, is it getting to be too much that you that football season is always up and running? Uh, too much for who? I don't know. I've, yeah. I I heard some people talk about football fatigue. I, I I when we were all in New York a week or two ago, I heard some talk that maybe there's a little bit of pro football fatigue that it never dies down and they I, need to relax. I, I don't know. I think people like you go through the season. Obviously, people love watching the games and and the playoffs. You know, if if you had any fatigue of watching games, and the playoffs are certainly going to. Put, a, put an end to that. Then you have free agency, which is a whole different beast, and it's exciting to see what happens with players. Same with draft. You, you, you know, your your team. You're focused on what they might do in the draft, how they're building for the next year. I don't think anyone really could be fatigued by rookie minicamps. I think that, I want. I, I, yes. and, and speaking of the free agents, there are still some big names out there. I want to talk about those in a second. Also, our pal from around the league, Dan Hanzus, who's not here to face the music, but he put up on NFL.com. A list of his 32, 1 through 32, running backs in the NFL, and I don't mind telling you, it's outrageous. And I want to get into that. But really quickly, Handsome, your thoughts, you're a Dolphins fan. You you, you, you took to Dan Marino when you were a lad over there in England. You gravitated to him. He was the biggest star at the time. It makes sense. But now... 
the Miami Dolphins, they're having trouble with their stadium deal. And, of course, anytime that sort of thing goes on, the speculation immediately then goes to, well, maybe that team will move to L.A., something that the team, I know, it's just a, the, the, they're not going to ever leave Miami. But that's part of what they what they do. The team sort of sure. insinuates, wait, wait, we wait, could hold. leave, we wait, could leave. Wait, 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 hold. Why would they never leave Miami? I just, well, I, I suppose they could. And all bets are off when the Cleveland Browns can leave Cleveland. I, the Dolphins, aren't they ultimately going to stay? And they're going to figure out a stadium deal for them there. You think? I, well, it would be interesting. What, 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 imagine if you, I, first of all, I think Miami isn't the, I think it's arguably the worst sports town of major cities in America. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. No one goes to Marlins games. Dolphins have a hard time drawing. It's a, that that is SEC country um, or ACC country, more accurately. But either way, I but you know I think the Heat have their fan base as long as they are good. But it's not a great sports town. But if the Marlins, because they get that they sucker in the taxpayers to pay for that stadium, if that then costs now they're cynical, so they're not going to chip in. On the Dolphin Stadium, that would be a sad irony well, for those and people. I think, I think that's exactly what happened. Right. The, I guess the issue is, though, that they were going to put it to vote. And what they did is they killed it before it could even get to the to a popular vote whether whether this should be funded through taxes, which I think to me is a little weird. Like if if every all the public said, we're not doing this again, we just did this for the Marlins and, and we got killed on it, then I think that would be fair enough. But what they did is say we're not even going to put this to vote, which is probably where it's where it's a little unfair. Right, and like I what, say, because of the cynicism right. from the from getting burned but, by but the Marlins. The, right, but that cynicism came down to you know a handful of people rather than the entire population being allowed to have that have their say on it. Same thing happened in San Diego, where the Padres got public funding for Petco Park, dismantled the team, and have been struggling ever since. And so now the Chargers are going to have a hard time ever getting a new right. stadium down there. Yeah, it's crooked. But so the the thing, at least potentially, I don't think it'll ever happen. But handsome, how about this? You're raising your two little ones. Uh, your your elder child is a masculine one, and now as a father, you have to deal with what a lot of American fathers have to deal with if they leave their hometown. What, you know, you would want your, you know, every father wants his son to root for the same team. Right. If the Dolphins moved to L.A. and you just had that ready made for you, you would officially be living the most charmed life of anybody I know. Well, yeah. You did the right thing escaping England and that uh, dumb version of football in favor of our version. Right. That that, There's no argument there. Shame on you for that. Black tie, the only producer at the NFL who loudly and proudly announces at every turn that he likes soccer better than he right. likes the sport that employs. If him. he had his, if he had his druthers, <laughs> this this entire podcast would be based on Stoke City. Where's your dignity? Why, why can't we send him over there? Where's your loyalty, Black Tie? Doesn't isn't there an EPL podcast he can be working on across? Can the we pond? trade? Well, yeah, that we should do that. We should idea. see if we could do, actually. Our producer to be named later yeah. in our exchange What about that, though? Right as the boy becomes lucid, he's what, two, three? He's three he's now? He's three years old. He's yeah. three. So, uh, you know, a child probably starts to gravitate towards pro football round about seven, I don't I know. He's, he's, he's gravitated already. He, he, he likes pro football. He tackles me a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> and and I, I think I, I said to you before, he's, he has, and I'm slightly worried about it, he's becoming a fan of the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, Ooh, based, that's not Based good. solely on um, the game Angry Birds. Okay. And he thinks that there's some relation between the Cardinals and Angry Birds. So he's kind of into them. I'm trying to steer him. 
I want to encourage his interest in the sport, but I'm trying sure. to steer him clear of the Cardinals. I don't want to. If only for the would... to help him avoid the heartache. Yeah, because right? because then at the age of seven, when he is lucid and understands it, he could just go off it within six months when he realizes that the team essentially is not worth supporting anyway. Yeah, that's so true. And as I've said before, and I'll say again, I feel like it's a form of emotional child abuse for me from three thousand miles away from my hometown of Pittsburgh. It's one thing to say to the to, to my little boy Jean Claude Van Damischek, "Oh, you're a Steelers fan, or you don't get to watch pro right. football." That's understandable, I feel. Yes. What is not, though, is saying yeah, you must be a Pirates fan. Right. That's 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 nasty. That, th- I think you've got to give him the, the option here with, with a you local team. Dodgers. You can go uh, Dodgers. Why not? Yeah. That's, that's worse. Making him root for the Dodgers? Oh, he might as well have him root for the Pirates. Fan. What, should he root for the Halos? No, but he should root for the Pirates. He likes to uh, – listen, I, I'd like for him to be able to root for a team that gets to play relevant games into June. Right. Okay. Something the Halos haven't Not, done in the last. You couple realize years. the Dodgers are in last place. In their I division. don't care. What do I care about the Dodgers? I don't care about either one of those teams. I'm talking about your Halos. But you guys be <laughs> smirching the Cardinals. You know what? I'm going to say right now, the Cardinals just moved up a little bit in fan free agency. Yes, as uh, as the fan free agent Adam Rank here on the podcast continues to search for a new team. You made some headway in mm. Radio City Music Hall. With Calais Campbell of the uh, of those uh, Arizona Cardinals, didn't you? We chatted again. He came down here for a visit. He's trying he, to win you, like is. a recruit. You're like a recruit. Uh, you're on a perpetual recruiting tour. Yeah, I was sitting there, and uh, we, he came in here to the NFL Network studios. We had a good time. He he gave me a sales pitch, and usually the guys, you know, these guys will will leave and they won't think twice about it. They come through here. We do something called the car wash, where they're on all these different shows and doing all sorts of things. But he did corner me in Radio City Music Hall, and I was filling out a form for him like because he's promoting the United Way and signing up to be a sponsor, and it asked you for your favorite team. And I left it blank, mm. and he noticed that. And he said, oh, I thought I, thought I had you locked into the Cardinals. <laughs> okay, that's good. And I'm like, no, not yet. That's, that's the human touch. Yes. I like yes. that. He's going the extra mile to win you over. I like that. Yes. Rank is out there ever since uh, the Rams abandoned him and the uh, and Los Angeles County, or I guess uh, Southern California. Mm-hmm. You've been on the look, but now you've officially decided yes. that 2013 is your year to fully embrace a new team. You're out there to be had by about 26 teams. Yes. You've, right. re- you've ruled out a few for right, right. for natural rivalry reasons as a, as a childhood Rams. Rams fan, and right. I've forbidden you from being a Steelers fan. Um, Which elevates him a little bit, but yeah. I uh, you can elevate but, whatever but you want. It, just, it, would never, it would never stand. It if, would never... I would, I would use every ounce of influence that I have to, to blackball you from the sport. That okay. would be, that's what I would do. You're not allowed to root for the Steelers. Steelers moving up the charts. Yeah. All right, keep every it, time keep you it do that, they move up. I think you need to it's, use reverse psychology here, Dave. Like you my should. mother used to tell yes. my sisters, don't laugh at him because it right. only encourages exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if if the Dolphins are likely to come to my to Los Angeles, though, would you be interested in in perhaps jumping on that bandwagon, Very especially much so. a team on the rise as well? Very much so. By the way, I, I, the the Dolphins are going to the playoffs. I'm happy to tell you, handsome. Actually. I'm 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 also feeling that way as well. I real I mean I sincerely think that they are going, and I'll tell you. Here's the other wild card wild card team. The one that most people are not looking at, the Tennessee Titans. That's who else is going to the playoffs. 
The Colts are going to regress a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars will be interesting, more interesting than they've been in the last couple of years. But the Titans, with Jake Locker and a rebuild offensive line, offensive and line. Chris Johnson, yeah. and those pass catchers that they have, the defense is good. Now they go get John Abraham. It would appear at the time yeah. of this recording, he's not locked up yet. But they've ex- it looks like that's going to happen. And they continue to express interest in Dwight Freeney. They already have some some pieces on defense. I think that team very quietly. But let's talk about the other free agents out there. Where do you think, I mean, we heard Dwight Freeney possibly to Pittsburgh, maybe to New England. You heard those rumors. Marcus Trufant locked up now by the Jags, so he's off the market. Um, Abraham's still out there. Tyson Claybo. What do we think about that one? Going to the Dolphins. Very exciting. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, nice to have a, a, a right tackle locked in. What it also means is that it looks like Jonathan Martin will be their left tackle going into the season. And Jeff Ireland, uh, you know, he's gotten a great deal of praise. At least, you know, I, uh, what did uh, our pal Hanzoos call him? He, he likened, likened him to uh, to Scarface. He's going yes. out like Scarface. <laughs> I like that. He is kind yeah. of riverboat gambling, you know, kind yeah. of thing. But I, I don't think that necessarily they've been all sound personnel moves, but he's really going all in. He's pushing it all into the center of the table there. If he's going down, he's going out in a blaze of glory. But I still don't think that he would just say, yes, let's do all this, that, and the other, but Jonathan Martin can't play left tackle. I think they must have some faith in that. True? Yes, I I believe they they probably do. And And hear me again, Ryan Tannehill has a big 2013. I don't know in fantasy, but I think in real time. I hope so. Uh, The one thing you always worry about, you know, he, I guess, flew under the radar a little bit last year with the the Luck and RG3 and Russell Wilson, those those guys having great rookie seasons. I think in any other year, his rookie season would have been considered a, a pretty good one. Um, you always worry about those players having, you know, going into their second season and maybe falling off a little bit. But he's got a lot more weapons around him, so hopefully that doesn't happen. Are they still going with Lamar Miller? Is that who they're, do they? They still that's, have that's Daniel the, Thomas. Yeah, he's a nice banger. They, they, I tell you, they like the rookie they draw. I think he was fifth round out of the University of Florida. Mike Gillisley, Gillisley started for the Gators last year. I think right, they, right. They, I think they really like him. And, and Well, they must like Lamar Miller. They, they used a high-round really pick like on Lamar him just Miller. a year ago. They yeah. knew Reggie Bush was going to move on, so this is this seems exactly like uh, what they were what they were angling yeah. for. They I, knew Bush wasn't going to be back. Right. I like him, too. Apparently, though, he's not one of the 32 best running backs in the NFL. Oh, yeah. We're he's getting not. to that in a second. But real quick, I want to ask uh, Rank, uh, actually ask both of you this. Rank. Mm-hmm. Another pal of ours, Akbar Bajabiamila. He right. of the two career NFL sacks, two more than you and I got in our <laughs> NFL careers. Akbar, new piece up on NFL.com, says Tim Tebow deserves another shot as a backup. Mm-hmm. How say you? Yeah, I agree with that. Do you? I don't understand it. I mean, Akbar raises an interesting point. Brady Quinn, you know, he's still in the league. And you look at some of the guys who are backups in the NFL right now, and you're like, Tim T, I, I understand if some teams don't want the circus, and maybe he's going to need a year to cool off, but this is a guy that still went out. He won a couple of playoff games. He's won more playoff games for the Broncos than Peyton Manning did, mind you. Well, I don't understand, especially if you have one of those uh, run-first quarterbacks, like Russell, if you have Russell Wilson, RG3, or anybody who like that, who, who runs that kind of offense, like, okay, well, our backup can run those plays if he has to go in and in a pinch. And that he's being overlooked, it just, it's not, it just, 
It's a little bit. I, it's not. I agree. It's not, the, baff, the, it's not. It's not baffling. I understand why it is. It's because you know he's outspoken. We we, we see it now. I all do the not. Time. I, nope, it is not stop. because he's outspoken. Stop it. It well, is exactly. That's why Chris. Oh, Clu- that's why Chris Cluey doesn't have a job anymore. Your buddy Brendan Iamadejo doesn't oh, have a job anymore. It. Tim that Tebow is, is that really? Where, where, yeah, I I was waiting. I was wondering if people were going to suggest that Chris Cluey, punter of the uh, late of the Vikings, got cut because he's outspoken. Oh yeah, about gay rights. You Without, think that? Oh, you absolutely. think Tim Tebow is well, no. no longer? No, he was a he was a sideshow. It has nothing to do with what his opinions are on anything. But that's the thing. Okay, yes, if you. Bring in all that stuff to where these teams say this guy's more trouble. Right, but than it's he's not worth. fair, Chris and people Chloe. will seize on that. He's he's a good Christian because I've read that and I've seen that. Hey, he's a good Christian, and teams don't want that. And but they it's okay. Want- I've heard I've heard a lot of snark related to the Jason Collins thing. People sort of tying those two situations together. They so it's allowed. A man's allowed to be gay, but you're not allowed to be to talk about your religion. The, the world is upside down. I've heard no, that no. opinion. Has, I've absolutely heard that opinion out there. That's no, that's ridiculous. Our, what? It's not too far from what you're saying. You're saying Tim no, Tebow's no, no. opinion, his worldview, but, is keeping him from but being the, uh, that on a team. Makes, but that makes him a sideshow. That brings a circus atmosphere. So any team that signs a, I don't think him auto- being evangelical about his religion has anything to do with why, him not being on a team. Why is he always in the news? Is it because of his religious beliefs or not? Because the, because of the improbable way that his team wins games in spite of the unorthodox throwing and the terrible statistics. They had a weird, magical run there. And to me, I agree with you, and I agree with Akbar. Somebody should take a should roll the dice on this guy. I wouldn't build my team around him. No. I wouldn't say he's our number. Our, I wouldn't sign him tomorrow and announce him to be the front runner to start the season. But it is odd to me that no one... What wants to touch him because, like you say, he's won. He, you know, his one home game. He has as many playoff victories as, as a, for instance, as let's say Dieter Brock. Thank you. Got that one. Nice and organic. Dieter Brock drop. That's uh, well. That's true. They both have one career playoff victory. But anyway, Tim Tebow. He beats the Steelers. I know they were all hurt. All the Steelers were hurt. But the fact of the matter is, he. Oh did. wait, you're gonna use that. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry that I'm sorry that five of their starters were not on the field hold, when that touchdown pass hold, was thrown. Hold the GD phone. When I tried to say that with the Lakers, you just <laughs> they're an old team, fella, and then you're so dismissive <laughs> of it. And now you no want to use it. You want to no, use no, it as no. an excuse for the Steelers losing to the Broncos? No. I listen. No. no one. No one forecast that Steelers team to be one of the great teams in NFL history. There was no expectation that that Steelers team was going on a deep playoff run. So what you get yelled at? All of a sudden you're making a few dollars now. You can't get yelled at. What was that? What does that even guy? mean? What is that? Lamar Woodley on a podcast complaining about yelling. You guys were yelling a bit too much. I'll let Lamar <laughs> chime in. <laughs> he is supposed to be the uh, the podcast psychiatrist. He, he's supposed to help us with our mental health because he is getting his graduate degree in that field. Listen, I, I, given that we last saw Tim Tebow out on a field as a starting quarterback winning a game in my high city against the vaunted Steelers defense, impressive, and it's remarkable that in light of that, that he wouldn't get a shot with another team coming off of a crummy team where everybody who went under center looked lousy. There, the other guy, I'll give you another name because we've talked about Ryan Mallett and guys like that. What about Jimmy Clausen? Poor Jimmy Clausen. 
He was a high-round draft pick out of Notre Dame, highly considered. He's never gotten any shot whatsoever. He's he got still out. the backup. He's still the backup he's, in Carolina. He has so at what? least he hasn't hit the market, and I mean he's not. Well, he's not going to. He hasn't. So why doesn't Cam somebody Newton. try? Somebody who's desperate for a QB. Why wouldn't the Cardinals or the Bills or teams that are in need of QBs have in the last you know two seasons or so? Once Cam Newton breaks through, say hey, what, what what's it going to cost us? Well, we'll, presume, we'll give you a fifth round pick for this bum. I, but I presume, but I presume the Panthers value him enough as a backup quarterback to say well, you can't have him for a fifth round pick. Ah, give us a, give us something else. I'd yeah. like to see. I feel bad for these guys. Backup quarterbacks, you know, in this day and age, especially with a starter like Cam Newton, you want to make sure you've got a pretty good one on the bench because, you know, and I have no idea whether he actually is pretty good or not, but you want to make sure you think you have a pretty good one on the bench. Otherwise, who knows who's going to be starting half your games next season. I forgot to mention, we have our pal Terrence Newman of the Cincinnati Bengals joining us uh, in just a little bit here. So we'll, is that uh, an English accent that I heard? Yeah, there he is. And wow. uh, and it was handsome Hank's English accent you heard there, Terrence Newman. Meantime, though, all right, let's get into it here. Let's get into Hanzoos' list. Oh, well, the last podcast, though, was Hanzoos in on that one? We had a little discussion about colors and the food. That ha- or the, the, the color that has the most good food associated yes. with it. A spirited debate it was. Went in a lot of different directions. Kudos to you, Black Tie, for bringing that one up. I hope you have another one ready to go. We put it to a poll. I, it disgusts me to report that for a long time, green, green was in was the Green was in the lead. Surprisingly, green was over in the lead. Over red and yellow and white. We didn't really give white its due, but white rice, fish, Potatoes on the inside, bread on the inside, a lot of good stuff. Chicken, you know, grilled mm. chicken is white, I think is what you would call it. Um, white was better than we gave it its due. Brown ended up making a charge and winning it, I'm glad to say, because that is the correct choice. Handsome, before we put a bow on it, would you like to uh, to weigh in here? Because you I, didn't get a chance to. Well, no, I'm as well as occasionally being allowed to come on here. I'm a big fan of the podcast, so I listened oh. to it, and I was entertained by the debate. I think Brown is, is the obvious answer. I have one rule in life. Um, I'm, I, it's, it's the one that I live by most closely, which is never eat anything blue. So I'm glad that, mm-hmm. that everyone agreed with that. That's mm-hmm. To me, that's you know when I get blue up in the raspberry. We looked it up. That is in fact true. It's not actually they're called blue because. And here's an here's an example. There is something out there called a blueberry, mm-hmm. but yeah. the reason that it's called blue is because blackberry was already taken. So it's not actually blue. If you look at it, it's a deep purple or even a darker. Sort I know of that, but no. Blue, the issue but, is when it comes to candy. They, they, the candy well, makers they, of the world red, red said, was we have cherry, we have cherry strawberry, strawberry, watermelon, something. somebody has to step right. up here, Who, and raspberry, like, oh, let's put, let's make yeah, yeah. raspberry blue. Well, it doesn't make any sense, and, and I won't eat it. Yeah, it's very strange. It's very strange. And what was it about the flavor of raspberry? Isn't blueberry, if you gave me a choice of candy, would I rather have blueberry flavored candy or raspberry? I'll take blueberry. I don't. Oh, I, I don't really like the I flavor raspberry. of raspberry candy. I, I don't really like Rank how say you. You can only have one kind of candy: blueberry or raspberry for the rest of your life. Raspberry. No. See, you're both wrong. It's blue. But anyway, that's another. So that. So you agree with brown? Well, in England, I, they don't have any food that isn't brown. Is that true? <laughs> All food is brown. I think you could probably everything once you stir it up a little bit, everything goes brown. Black tie. Before we get into Han Zeus's cockamamie 32 running back list here, do you have, can you build upon? We were very excited about the, the, the very good question 
you generated, what color has the most good food associated with it? Can you now, am I pushing my luck by asking you to summon another good question? Oh, please. That's not even a question. Well, why? I just it was did. a question. It, it was. So it I don't actually know. was a question. Of course I can, but this is my issue. You put in the good work, and now they just want more. It's like come I on, know guys. how <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I know. Awful. But uh, if just to go with the spirit of the holiday of last week, Cinco de Mayo, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which do you guys prefer, Cinco de Mayo, or what's better to you guys, Cinco de Mayo or St. Patrick's Day? So a holiday. That is ethnic. It celebrates one ethnicity, one of the many uh, uh, colors in in the American rainbow. Mm-hmm. Irish celebration versus Mexican celebration. Yep. I'm going to start with you, Adam Rank. St. Patrick's Day has a lot of things going for it. Uh, I do like Irish whiskey. Sometimes it falls during March Madness. I like Madness. that, too. So it's also, it's got that going, but you know what? I'm not Catholic. So uh, I don't prefer it. And uh, I, I like Cinco de Mayo. Food's better. Beer's better. Weather typically better. I, I disagree, first of all. All right, go ahead. Wait, you can food make is point. not – wait. Food is better, I suppose – if you said in general, you can either eat Irish food. You can either go to an Irish restaurant or a Mexican restaurant of, of the same quality. I'll go Mexican. But is there, I don't know enough about Cinco de Mayo, is there a certain plate of food you're supposed to eat? Not that I'm aware. Tamales are Christmas, and I don't know that there's one specific dish for Cinco de Mayo. Well, because... In all my years here in Southern California, I've never heard, like, oh, no, you have to have enchiladas or anything like that. Because corned beef and cabbage... Not good. Is, it, that's absolutely wrong. Corned beef and cabbage is delicious. No. It's not terrible. It's very good. How fact. many days yeah. other than St. Patrick's yes. Day do you go home and go, you know what I want to eat today? Corned beef and cabbage. Only because I know that ingesting a lot of corned beef is unhealthy. Yeah. Right, I, but, I, so do you I do I it do once it. a year. I love eating corn. I, you think, you're, are you trying to tell me about meats? I love I'm eating meats. I'm asking you. I'm not telling you. I I'm love a you. nice meat. I like Corned beef. How many times a year do you have it? I, well, listen, it's a health-based decision. I love steaks. No, it's not. I don't need a lot of I've never stats. seen you make any other health-based decisions. How dare you come in here and attack me? I'm not, I, I didn't sit down in this seat today to, to, to get the business from either one of you. Are you sure? Positive. <laughs> and certainly I didn't sit here to be double-teamed in this manner. Listen, corned beef is delicious, period, and I don't need to defend that. I Corned beef and pastrami, it's a little bit seasoned up a version not, of corned beef. Talking, I love that. We're not talking I mean, pastrami. We're talking <laughs> right, you're beef. right. You're right. But I like it. And but and if you said the Mexican dish that on Cinco de Mayo is traditional is mole sauce, then <laughs> give me the corned beef any day. You know what? Because mole that, is no it. good. That's exactly what it is. I just looked it up. Well, then so. So then right there. I'm so kidding. your premise that... All right, I'm I, joking. I agree Mexican food, but I don't agree with you that Mexican beer is better than Irish beer. That's ridiculous. I I don't know how does it work over there, handsome. How, how, like, aren't all the beers in one pot? Don't we make them UK beer? Can't we go with Scottish beer and English beer and Irish beer? I think that's fair. What do you... Uh, well... You could do. I don't think anyone in Ireland would would thank you for doing. Oh, really? That. Harp. No. You know, harp is Irish. Harp is Irish. Harp I think is harp is brewed by Guinness. Guinness, yeah, it's Guinness's lager. Yeah, which is good. What I about like, bass? I like harp. Bass is not Irish. That's, That's English. English. That's English. 
I like uh, what's Watney Smithwicks Smithicks. I think those, I think those yeah, are those are English as well. Smithicks is good. I think um, Murphy's is is like is is a knockoff Guinness. What about McEwen's? That's Scottish. Yeah. McEwen's is Scottish. McEwen's Scottish ale. Scotch ale or whatever yeah. it's called. Oh, that's it's good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we can take those all. So the Irish would not have that though. No. They While would. they're shooting themselves in their foot because they may lose this voters, uh, you know, approval of their St. Patrick's holiday if they don't right. allow me to kiss in some of their. their but neighbors. you only. But but I mean, based on your uh, on your own um, thinking, you only need to drink this one day a year. Yeah, that's true. All right. All right. Yeah, you're right. You don't have like, to, this is not 364 other days. This is just for know, one and day. And that's okay. the thing is that you, you got to go out and you got to have a gimmick. You got to dye your beer green. Like the, oh, I, you don't, you, you don't, don't have to, but people do, and it, it's a big thing in America. It's, yes, in America. Excuse me. Yes, I'm talking about the American celebration of these holidays. Not College kids like there. that. That when it comes out, it still is green. I'm not charmed by that That's, at all. I find in fact, that un- I'm unpleasant. It's kind of yeah. It's yeah. kind of repellent. All right. So beer and food, music. What what music do you want? Do you want to? Uh, what traditional music do you prefer? Irish. Oh, uh, that's fine. Right. Yeah, Dexy's Midnight Runners. Yes, that's not. I don't know if that counts as traditional. <laughs> what about? What about? Is there a color or colors associated with Cinco de Mayo? St. Patrick's Day has its Kelly green. You can besmirch that if you want. I can because there's three flat. There's three colors on that flag. I do in I, Ireland, I, and, yeah. and orange gets no due. Yeah, that's true. Orange does get the hi hat. On its own holiday. It's All funny because right. I, I traditionally wear orange on on St. Patrick's Day because we're Protestant. And uh, you'll get one out of 100 people you, understand what it is, and they get upset. All right. So your vote goes for Cinco de Mayo. For Cinco de Mayo. Handsome Hank, how say you? I, just to be different, I'm, I'm going to say St. Patrick's Day. It's a close call. Cinco de Mayo. I wonder if nationally Cinco de Mayo gets the attention, though. You know, I don't think it, it does, probably. No, no, no. Only in I Southern mean, California. Even, you know, even then, I, I wasn't here this weekend, but traditionally, like, you see people, a bunch of green-clad, out-of-control drunks walking from bar to bar, you know, in all the beach towns or whatever. Cinco de Mayo, it just seems like another day a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know what? We'll be we'll be at the uh, taco shop anyways. Whether, you know, because it's one of those things, like Hank alluded to, is that you traditionally eat Mexican food a lot. You drink Mexican beers a lot, and you hang out in those places. I go to Irish pubs a lot. I used to live in Tom Bergen's here in L.A. Anybody from L.A. knows I was there four or five nights a week faithfully with my old pal David Feeney, who now, by the way, I should uh, give a shout-out because I get a lot of tweets about, where's David Feeney? Where's David Feeney? My old pal is now the showrunner. Nothing less. He's now a titan in uh, in show business, he's now running New Girl. The, he's uh, running the, the New Zoe Girl. Deschanel show. Yes, Whoa. the the hit Fox show. He's now the showrunner. This is a high ranking position, executive producer of that sitcom. So kudos to him. And there's your update, uh, everybody in the Feensters Union. Hey, uh, we, you'll be pleased to hear about that. What about a, a new Land of the Fox category or hmm. subject? Because uh, we were talking about Zoe Deschanel recently. Actually, we were in New York for the draft. She's got a lot of. Uh, how would you say critics? She People does, and yet a lot of hipster, uh, a lot of hipster fellows feel very fond of uh, of her. No, like they go the other way. They don't like. No, Zoe I know. Deschanel. I'm and saying there are a lot of hipsters though who do fancy her. She's sort of like the indie girl, right? Isn't she considered the the hot chick of? Of indie people? See, but a lot of people know, because it seems like everybody else is going Hannah Simone, 
feeling like that's the hipster choice. She right is there. in the new shaving ad, the new uh, the new razor ad mm-hmm. as one of the foxes who you want to please with the way you shave your hair. Her and Kate Upton and yeah. Oh yeah, we talked to Jake Johnson of uh, what isn't that his name? Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson, the, the star of the show, who's Zoe Deschanel's uh, love interest, sometimes love interest mm-hmm. there. Who is playing? Who end up playing Dave Damashek in the movie of your life? Right. Oh, that's well, that's that's what you said. Yeah, we I, mean, I, I that, think it's yeah. more likely George Clooney. But, um, I mean, that would be my choice. But, uh, all right, well, let's... Can we uh, offer that up? Can we do a little... Land uh, of the Zoe? Fox Showdown, uh, New Girl, in honor of David Feeney's new show, New Girl. What's the other girl's name? Hannah Simone? Hannah Simone. Or Zoe Deschanel. Who gets your vote there, Handsome Hank? I, um, I'm i afraid to say I've never watched the show, and I wouldn't know either of the two of them if they were. You don't know Zoe Deschanel. You don't know who she I is. I probably do, but I don't know who she, you know. I would, I've, I'll have seen her. I don't know what she looks like. Hmm. Sorry. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, um, that's a tough one. I'm going to go Zoe Deschanel. Those eyes can't be beat. Yep. I'm going to go with her. How about you? Same reasoning, yep. Black Zoe tie. D. How say you? Gonna go with uh, Zoe D probably because I wow. didn't hear the other options because I was busy answering the phone. Hannah Terrence, Simone. Terrence Newman's on the line. Terrence Newman of the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, he Our is. Our old pal. What? Well, well, is that his voice right there, Terrence Newman? Yeah, that's my that's my excited. What's happening, fellas? That's my excited. <laughs> <laughs> it goes up like two, three octaves when you're when you're. Yeah, yeah. you gotta you you know you have to let people know you when you're excited. So your voice obviously changes. I got you. Hey, say hello to to your old English pal here, handsome Hank. It's Terrence Newman on the phone. Hey, Terrence. Hello, Chappie. How are you doing, Chappie? <laughs> I'm good, and you? Very well, thank you. Congratulations on uh, on going back to Cincinnati. Thank you. I mean, it was a a long and tedious process, but at the end of the the day it always felt good that you know you had you know two different people that wanted you so it was uh it was a good thing to be reunited with these guys and try to build on what we did last year well and terrence um when you visited us here last in studio 66 we talked about that very thing me and rank were pushing you to go to the bengals right. because we want you to we you know in now listen as an afc north guy from pittsburgh i don't want the bengals to win a super bowl but i want you to have personal success and so I said, Bengals over Raiders, easy. Did that ultimately play a factor in your decision? Which team you think stands to have a better 2013? Well, you know, I remember we had a conversation last year and I offered some, some sideline passes and whatnot. So I figured that I might, you know, try to try to position that again and see if, if you take it and, uh, you know, come down on the sideline, mm-hmm. on the Bengals sideline since you're – Still was fan to see what happens. But. I don't know if it's right. I just don't feel like it would be appropriate. I think I would be expatriated from from the banks of the three rivers for all of time if I were seen publicly glad handing with you. I don't know. I mean, if they give you sideline passes over there, it would make sense. But if they didn't, and then you had them, mm-hmm. I mean. When you're wrong, a bad thing, you know. You're not wrong. I mean, the Steelers haven't called me up and offered me anything. I where, where's my call, Troy Polamalu? I haven't gotten it. However, Terrence Newman has done that, and 
As a matter of fact, if I can self-promote or uh, jointly promote a little venture, Terrence Newman and I jumped into the sports car, Mm -hmm. and we took a spin around the streets of Los Angeles. We had a gay old time singing and everything else, and that will be there on NFL.com for your perusal, listener. Be on the lookout, Terrence Newman and Dave Damashek. The only debate is who should be the host, because Terrence Newman proves himself to be maybe the man who should be behind the wheel, or riding shotgun at least. I think I still need some of your tutelage. Um, there's a lot that I don't know yet, so you know, I can admit that. And I think you should be the host, but I will be a good sidekick. I got you. It's not for long. I don't think that Dave would be that. It would be like one of those situations where you have an established veteran there and the new guy. It's only a matter of time before the new guy takes over in this case. Hey, hey Batman had a, a very viable sidekick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Dick Grayson eventually does become Batman. He does? Yeah, so... Exactly, that's my point. Like, I, I've got to start somewhere, and I'm okay. Start, I'm okay starting out as Robin. Okay, all right, that's- all right, Terrence Newman. Let's talk some actual pigskin right now. I don't know how much you've been keeping up, but I assume By the way, you know. Though, if what? he wants to make me, you know, that same offer because I'm an actual free agent fan. Oh yeah. That if I ever, you know, the Bengals could be certainly in the running. So. I'll just throw that. I'll I'll interject myself into that one. Yeah, Rank is looking for an NFL team to support Terrence Newman. Do you want to try and sway him over to the Bengals' way? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that should be too hard to do. I mean, he's looking for a team, so I think we've got a pretty good one. Only time will tell. You know, everybody, you know, ranks the drafts and Mm -hmm. the players picked up, but uh, ultimately you don't really really know exactly what you have until you you, you put him in the situation to see exactly what they can do. So, you know, with that being said, we have uh, a great deal of guys returning this year. And, you know, I think we're going to be, you know, pretty good. What about, though, when you're out there, you hear it's something you hear when you're watching football games on TV, but really when you're out on the practice field, you match up against A.J. Green and I'm sure you get a look at least at Jermaine Gresham. Now you have Tyler Eifert and Mohamed Sanu coming back after what was a promising rookie season. Does that make you actually make you better? Because A.J. Green is at worst, what, the second or third best wide receiver in the NFL? How much is it like, hey, Sunday's a day off for me because I'm usually practicing against A.J. Green? It's more of a confidence thing where if you're going against one of the top three in the league, uh, on a consistent basis, then um, when you get to the games, then you're, you're it's more relaxed as far as all right. Look, I've been against this guy, you know, every day for the last however many weeks, and now I go into a game and um, I've got a chance to go against one of the best. So now it's like all right, let's see what this guy can do, you know, let's see what I can do. Um, so it's more of a com- comfort thing and a confidence thing. Um, obviously that definitely helps, um, you know, AJ, he's a guy who can do pretty much anything you ask him to do on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and, and, and it's definitely a plus for the guys on, you know, our, our, our secondary run. Well, before you came on here, we were uh, in a heated discussion and, uh, it's, it's, it's one that's, you know, it's very important and dear to our lives. Cinco de Mayo was on Sunday. Do you like St. Patrick's day or Cinco de Mayo? You can only you celebrate I- one. I've actually never really celebrated either. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but, oof, I would probably, I'll probably go Cinco de Mayo. I used to have a thing for Spanish women, so ah. that wouldn't hands down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? See? Yeah. 
That See, that's the answer. That's the stuff we're looking for. See, Terrence Newman gets the one rule we have on the podcast. No jive. Right. No jive talk. So let's go to the other hot-button issue of these times. What food, I'm sorry, what color has the most good food associated with it? What color has the most good food associated? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah, you don't want to just did, spin yeah. an answer. you got to think it through a little yeah, we, bit. Yeah, we were able to talk it out because if you go through some of the major winners we were looking at, you know, green has lettuce. Now, green has nothing. nothing. Green, green is green, not worth well, it. Well, it was, it was doing so well, but brown has, like, steaks, and it has all sorts of good stuff. Chocolate. Gravy, chocolate. Uh, red has red. Like, red know, has marinara, marinara sauce. sauce. How about that? Ketchup. What are you going to do without really those? Marin- I don't know if you can really live off marinara sauce. No, that's a fair point. You can't. And apples and tomatoes. Maybe. No, no. Or and bacon. Are, are meatballs considered red though? If they're in the marinara, they're sauce? brown, aren't they? I guess you're yeah, right. They're still brown. Mm-hmm. They're just covered in the red sauce. If you cut it open, I think it's still brown. Yeah, that's true. Right, right. So Terrence Newman. You've give, we've so, given you a little with, help. With what's said, I, I I would probably say um, brown. I mean, mm-hmm. you got steaks, you got potatoes, uh, burgers. Pork chops. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, I think there's more in the brown section than the green section. That's absolutely right. And again, like I say, chocolate. You got chocolate pie. You got yeah. chocolate ice cream. You got chocolate mousse. You know. So that's that. All right, good answer on that okay. one, Terrence Newman. Let's Okay, let's let's switch gears a little bit. All I right. got a question. Go ahead. You remember we talked about Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Vaughn? Sure. Yes. Who won that, by the way? Lindsay Lohan, unfortunately. What? That's that's a shocker. Yeah. Well, and we also included Lindsay Wagner, aka the Bionic Woman. Um, she was a distant third, unfortunately. The the younger palates had no taste for uh, for the Bionic Woman. But yeah, Lindsay no, Lohan. Yeah, she got kissed in, for better or worse. Hey, do you watch the okay. show New Girl? I don't. Okay, well, then we'll skip that one. We have a new one, Zoe Deschanel versus okay. her what co-star. Eva Mendez for Eva Longoria. Ooh, Ooh, an Eva off. We'll go Eva's. <sighs> All right, Longoria My- and two completely different types. Of, well, they're you know both uh, Latinas, but one cuts... A you know sort of a a a, a full figured figure you right. know Mendez is a, is is you know seems like she's probably about five ten mm-hmm. kind of that model bosomy striking woman mm-hmm. Longoria a wee lady you know right sort of yeah. a more diminutive Terrence Newman why don't you start us off Well I'm gonna have to go with uh, Mendez mm-hmm. I'll go with Mendez Yeah I that. My my initial gut reaction was Eva Mendez, and uh, I have not changed. You know, if you think some of her uh, better, she was in Training Day. Right. She was in the other guys. She's been in. You know, she's looked. It's, yeah, she's uh That's tough to beat. Yeah, I think Eva Mendez. She's in one picture too with uh, Joachim, uh, not Noah. Joaquin Phoenix, that's who I'm thinking of. She's in one, oh, okay. a racy picture there, and that would definitely tilt the people who are on the fence in her favor. All right, you know what? I think let's make it a, que- a clean sweep here, then. It's Mendez All for right. me, too. Let's put that to a poll as well. Land of the Fox Showdown, proposed by Terrence Newman, the Hank, Eva off. Hank, we, we, we need a question from you. What about a, uh, an, an English lady? 
What about an English lady? What are English ladies? Handsome Hank, the commissioner called him or something. He ran out of here. He had, he had better uh, things to do than to uh, sit here and kibitz with, with us. I guess Good not, Lord. Terrence Newman. Yeah, it's a real slap in the face. Hey, and, and, uh, that and was a little rude. It was. I mean, he, he says hello. Say bye. No, exactly. Didn't say bye. No, didn't and even that, say cheers, man. That was my yeah. excited voice. <laughs> that he left. Yeah. <laughs> um, day all right, Terrence Newman. So you're working out. How are the workouts going? Workouts are going great. Um, we just got on the field with the coaches last week, two days a week, um, you know, doing our respective drills. You know, offense does their thing in the morning. We come in in the afternoon and do our thing, and then we, you know, we run right after and lift weights. So yeah, it, it's actually pretty cool that, you know, guys are, there's guys, we're, we're still in the locker room. I think we've been done for probably 45 minutes. There's guys still, you know, moping around in the locker room, just having conversations about, you know, watching uh, the drills on our iPad, you know, and they're talking in there. So, you know, people are excited around here. And that matters, huh? Does that, I mean, that, because I, I go, I, I talk to some guys who say chemistry is everything. Other guys say, oh, let's not overrate it. It matters. What matters is who's got more talent. That's all that really matters. So that chemistry in the locker room does translate into victories. I think so. I mean, if you look at, um, any team in the NFL, and teams obviously have talent. And, you know, through uh, studies that people do, mostly guys who are beat writers or, you know, writers, sports writers or whatnot, they rank, you know, teams versus talent. And um, if you look at some of the teams that they've got ranked higher than the others, you know, some of those teams haven't won a whole lot of games in the last year, you know. So talent doesn't necessarily equal wins and it's got to be talent who plays smart and they're cohesive mm-hmm. i think that's what what wins football games so uh, with that being said i think the fact that you know there are guys still here hanging around you know just talking hanging out in the locker room um some of these guys actually finished at 12 and there's still offensive guys in the locker room right now who are still here you know that's just cool for me to see i mean to me that's just pretty cool to see that these guys are hanging around, you know, talking with everybody, having, you know, a, a fun day. You know, when he could be at home taking a nap, he's here, you know, with his teammates. That's that's always good to see. Should we pull the room and see which Eva they prefer? <laughs> that's a good it's, idea. It's, it's, that's it's part of the locker room because it was, it was kind of loud. And some of the conversation, I didn't want it to get caught on the phone. So, <laughs> you know, it was a little... Uh, Wait, which, which side of the conversation? The conversation in the locker room or the conversation here in the podcast? <laughs> Probably the locker room. I think this is this is made for radio and TV, but some of that probably is not made for radio and TV. So I got you. Um, and I don't know if you guys have a censorship, so I just stepped out a little bit. I don't well, know. That's that... not thoughtful of him, but I, I will say the next time you're on the practice field and AJ Green and your guys are mixing up, just just casually ask him like, "Hey, which Eva do you prefer, Eva Mendez, Eva Longoria?" And do the color thing too. Do like which color has the most good food? Get the get the Cincinnati Bengals that. thoughts on that in general. Hey, uh, Terrence Newman, as always, what a pleasure it is. I'll tell you what is made for TV, digital TV, and and broadcast TV, both the sports car. And Terrence Newman joins me. He rides shotgun, and we have a wonderful time, like I said, uh, driving around the streets. Next time Terrence Newman's riding shotgun in the sports car, I promised him a piece of fish, and we're going to go and get it. You know, we're going to go, well, maybe we'll just go get some brown food somewhere and see or, it. Or we could just go, we can go fishing for our fish. 
Ooh. Have a conversation. How about that? I like the idea. You know what? Why do we have to be stuck with one mode of transportation in a car? Maybe we go out on a little uh, rowboat, you and me. Hey, I'm down. As long as you're doing the rowing, I'm cool. Please, before the season gets underway, come out to the West Coast one more time and visit us in Studio 66, and we'll have uh, our usual good times. In the meantime, though, congratulations to you, fella. Glad you landed in a good, what, what uh, certainly looks like a good situation there for 2013. And uh, and go get them. I appreciate it. You guys are some swell fellows. So <laughs> stay in touch, and we'll definitely try to make that happen. I mean, we I've always had a good time talking to you guys and, and look for it to doing so in the future. All right. And last thing, just tell Mike Brown or whoever else, change those uniforms already. That's the only thing. I don't want you winning a Super Bowl in those those helmets with the stripes on them. That's all. Hey, people fear tigers. No, you put a – just write the word bangles on there. Put a picture of a cat. The stripes are too much already. Oh, come on. There's got to be worse uniforms. No, I don't know if they're well. <laughs> there's I, I one. Actually like them. There's one in uh, in the Jacksonville, uh, Florida area that gives uh, gives those Bengals unis a run for the money. But uh, I like the black and orange color scheme. All right, we'll leave it there, Terrence Newman. We'll pick that up when you visit us here in '66. But uh, like I say, muzzle tough to you, and we look forward to catching up soon. All right, you guys keep it live in the studio and, and, and keep it warm for me. All right. I don't, we've got to keep it live and warm. Live and Newman. warm. That's what we'll do. All right, that, listen. That's interesting. <laughs> See, I like the input. I like the player participation of him volunteering a good mind-bending question for us. Eva versus Eva. Yes, that that is the second rule. It's no jive. And then, you know, bring something. And I like de- that, he yeah. Definitely did. He doesn't just show up and say, ask me questions. I'm a football know. prima donna. No, no, no. He's a man of the people, you understand. Turned it on us. have fun on this thing. Right? Oh, wait, he's still he's on still the phone. There. He's still listening to it. All right, Terrence Newman, we wanted to talk about you. And go, what, what, if, what if one of us said something bad about you and you were still on the line? That would have been uncomfortable. I would have said anything, I would have it, and then next time we talked, I'd be like, hey, uh, <laughs> you realize on the phone, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Terrence Newman, we'll let you go now, man. Ready? All right, you got to take it easy. You hang up first. I wouldn't say this to Terrence Newman's face, but uh, enjoyable fellow. Yes. It's a good thing that you have your standard that is to never compliment anyone. Yes, sir. And let them know about your compliment. Right, yeah. I can't. You don't want them getting a big head. Yes, believe me, I'll compliment them. I got it. You know Uh, who I won't compliment? Black time. How about Dan Dan Hanzoos? I'm going to criticize him quickly before we wrap the show up here. We have to get Hanzoos in studio, though, to do this properly. But he does have, again, on NFL.com, on Around the League, he, uh, he has posted his 1 through 32 running backs in the NFL. Adrian Peterson, number one. That one's hard to debate. At number two, he goes Marshawn Lynch. I'm not going all the way through this list, but I just want you to know. Marshawn Lynch, the second best running back in all the NFL. Controversial when you consider Arian Foster's out there. Mm-hmm. I happen to say Shady McCoy is the second best running back. Marshawn Lynch does benefit from running behind a dynamite offensive line there. But listen, he, as they say, is a beast. And he that the power running style plus the speed, he's got to be in your top five. Um, where it starts to get really bad is he goes Arian Foster four. But he goes Doug Martin five. Doug Martin has had 
like two good games in the NFL, which is fine. All right, small sample size. I, all right, he but had a good rookie season. He had a good rookie season, but he's rated ahead of Jamal Charles, mm-hmm. Frank Gore, and at number nine, Ray Rice. Number nine for Ray Rice. He's right behind Doug Martin, who's barely been in the league. Alfred Morris, who, as far as I can recall, didn't catch more than two or three passes. Ray Rice behind the Super Bowl champion. The, the, the guy who never has to leave the field because he can catch and block and do it all mm-hmm. for the Baltimore Ravens. He's nine behind those other guys. Loco, I also don't like. And then he has at number 12, Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles of is the course. 12th best running back in the NFL. Everybody knows this. Stephen Ridley at 13, and then he goes C.J. Spiller at 14. So Stephen Ridley is better than C.J. Spiller. Here's the other one. He's been a guest, and I don't bring him up just because he's a pal of ours here on the uh, on the DDFP. But at number 27, hanging around the likes of Ben Jarvis, Green, Ellis, and Sean Green, Stephen Jackson. <laughs> Possible future Hall of Famer, now running behind a good offensive line in Atlanta, could be the missing piece there. He's the 27th. He calls him a jag, just another guy, Steven Jackson. That is cockamamie nonsense. Black tie, how say you? When are we getting Hanzus in here to confront him on this? We actually might get him in here on Monday or maybe Tuesday and have a little video segment. Actually, not Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday and have a little video segment and you guys can react off this. And I'd like to face him. Face to face, guys. Face I'd to like face. him to face Two the music. Here. One man. He thinks right. now that he's a celebrity with people recognizing him on the streets of New York City, which hey. happened last week. He now thinks he can just mail it in. I tried well, no, talking no to him yesterday. He was all he was all Hollywood. Like Did he have his outs. sunglasses on inside again? Because that's his new move too. Rank, pick one. Well, I mean, there are many to choose from. Pick one of the most ridiculous things on Hanzus's list here. Well, you already hit the Darren Sproles thing at number twelve. He had, just, I like I like Nick also McFadden is number twenty. I mean I understand he Ryan Matthews. Ryan Matthews is ahead of Steven Jackson. Ryan Matthews. Of course. Everybody knows this. <laughs> what well I can't I, all right. Listen, bottom line, we must get Hanzus on this podcast. ASA AMP and have him face the music here. All right, we'll wrap it up. Next week, will Black Tie do a shout out? Will Adam Rank choose a pro football team? Will Damashek vote for Mendez or Longoria? Tune in to the next Dave Damashek football program. That was my like soap opera tease thing. All right, like I say, RankNFL.com, making his pages as usual out the there. Summer, the summer of Rank is upon us. He seeks a pro football team. If you're a fan out there and you want Rank on board your team, I don't know why you would. Drop him a line on Twitter, at Adam Rank. I got the new sports car coming up with Terrence Newman and maybe actually one with Michael Crabtree as well by the end of the week. So be on the lookout for those. And uh, and thanks to Terrence Newman, our pal. And we'll be back with another podcast later in the week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego... Out we go. 
Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you gotta get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there, way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals, and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.